Hello. You are listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. All right, Steve, I know you're a big Will Ferrell fan. Love Will Ferrell. He uh, he hasn't spoken to his Anchorman production partner. Anchorman. Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman. Anchorman, Anchorman production partner in two years. This is disappointing for me. So what did Will Ferrell imply was the problem? He implied a couple of months ago um, that there... When he and Adam McKay, who he had been a producing partner with, they created the website Funny or Die together. They produced a lot of movies together that essentially Adam McKay was sort of interested in developing an empire. And Will Ferrell casually in the interview was alluding to, you know, for me, that all sounded like a lot of work. And I just sort of want to do, you know, certain projects that I want to do. And so it sounded when I read that from Will Ferrell, like it was Mm. purely a creative strategic difference and nothing personal. Right. Well, we're getting another side of the story because Adam McKay has, I guess, spoken with page six and he basically said that he gave the part for uh, Jerry Buss. Yeah. Former Los Angeles Lakers owner. To John, John C. Riley. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm dealing with a slow booting computer <laughs> right now. <laughs> John C. Riley, who was in Step Brothers with Will Ferrell, so they're yes. all friends. But Adam McKay didn't think that Will was right for the part. Will got PO'd and said, "Have a nice life." Let's part ways. So it was interesting that McKay said, too, that uh, John C. Riley, he even like said, you know, because he's a decent guy, he called Will and told him, like, hey, they're giving me the part, just wanting to be straight up with him. Whereas that was not, Will Farrell expected that, it sounds like, from Adam McKay, a longtime friend and producing partner that you would think he mm-hmm. would have had the decency to tell him that. And so, um, he said he didn't want to hurt his feelings, wanted to be respectful. I should have called Will, and I didn't. And Riley did, of course, because Riley, he's a stand-up guy. And then he goes on to say, uh, I said, well, I mean, we're splitting up the company. And he basically was like, yeah, we are. And basically was like, have a good life. And I'm like, bleep. Farrell's never going to talk to me again. So it ended not well. That's really unfortunate because yeah. that could have been a conversation. That, hey, I don't see you for the part. I see John more for the part. Hear me out. This is what I'm thinking. Trust me. There could have been like, have a dinner. But just to do that behind his back, knowing that Will wanted the part and he's your partner. Right. How do you not have a discussion? He goes on to say, uh, Adam McKay, about his breakup, so to speak, with Will Ferrell. He said, um... I bleeped up on how I handled that. I should have just done everything by the book. In my head, I was like, well, we'll let this blow over. Six months to a year, we'll sit down, we'll laugh about it and go, it's all business junk. Who gives a bleep? We worked together for 25 years. Are we really going to let this go away? However, uh, McKay says that Farrell took it as a way deeper hurt than he ever imagined. And he said, I tried to reach out to him and I reminded him of some of the slights that were thrown my way that were never apologized for. Not always the greatest tactic, but I understand if you're getting desperate. Um, 
But yeah, here's how Farrell described it to The Hollywood Reporter in October, their breakup. He just said, Adam was like, I want to do this and this and this. He wanted growth in a sphere of influence. And I was just like, I don't know. That sounds like a lot that I have to keep track of. It's like you and me. (laughs) Exactly. It's like you've got all this bandwidth, I think was the term he used. Yes. And I'm like, you know, I'm okay on the dial up. He said, to me, (laughs) the potential of seeing a billboard, this is Will Ferrell, seeing a billboard and being like, oh, we're producing that? I don't know. At the end of the day, we just have different amounts of bandwidth. Yeah, there it is. All right. Well, you never know, though. Maybe they'll get back together. I mean, look at Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Nobody thought that was possible. See? Anything's possible. Life is short, people. Life is short. Pen 15 is short uh, because that show's going away. All right. Let me ask something. Mm -hmm. Rocco, you watched the animated episode. I haven't got that far yet. Sorry. Okay. I just watched it the other day. There's no other episodes. Um, I cannot find one other episode after I that. I want to say one. when I looked at their wiki, they were like on a break and coming back. But it's because of the pandemic that I think they did the animation, which is very funny. I made friends watch it with me. Um, well, so according to the so that one was the one called Jacuzzi. Yeah, that's the one. According to Wikipedia, that's like episode eight, and there's still nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, um, December third. December third. Yeah. The final seven episodes of the second and final season will be released on Hulu. Okay, okay, that makes me feel better. It's so I gotta funny. catch up. It's super funny. Like it's like laugh out, laugh loud. out loud funny. Like oh my gosh, that is like it's just being a twelve, thirteen year old amplified you know Mm -hmm. like like something that a parent might be like oh yeah she's just going through a thing is like the biggest thing in the world to these kids and it's so well done and it's like they're 13 like in the year 2000 so that's kind of around steve's period right? yeah 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 so a lot of the same kind of things were going on kind of yeah oh you know what style and all that I did hear, you're just giving me nostalgic vibes here as you say this. My brother, Josh, who exists, by the way, mm-hmm. watched 8-Bit Christmas. That Neil Patrick yeah. Harris one that we oh, did yeah. the trailer of for, with the Nintendo craze. Yeah. Said it was very fun. Really great. 8-Bit Christmas. Throwback, right. nostalgic 80s, 90s vibes coming Love at you. Where do we find that? We'll find it. Eight bit Christmas. Eleven eleven. Make a wish. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I checked out the Many Saints of Newark. What'd you think, you you mobster? It was fine. <laughs> oh, it's really hard to follow. Just well acted. Really. Again, the story. I didn't really. I don't. This is why you, I'm going to make you a T-shirt that says it was fine. Hell, we should put that on your. Fine. We should put that on your gravestone. You should just have a shirt that says F on the front. Rocco, can your crematorium people get her something (laughs) after she uh, dies that just said it was fine? I'll work on it. I'm just uh, getting ready to do a spot for them. Oh, Oh, wonderful! In in about a minute. Stay tuned for that. All right, thanks, Rocco. Uh, (laughs) We won't hold you up anymore. Deep tease. How about this? When we come back, oh, this is great. We've got a study today. This is a good one. Donna's going to tell us um, what car makes you most likely to be a psychopath. Like, if you drive this (laughs) brand of car, I suppose, you're most likely to be psycho. We'll even tell you the color car that makes you most likely to be psycho as well. When we come back, according to a new study, next. Welcome back to the program, everybody. The Donna and Steve Experience. 
Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Featured cast, DJ Rock Lobster. Clomp. <laughs> what happened to my clompers? Oh, here we go. Wait, ready? Oh, you gotta bring wait, them wait, 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 here we go. Wait. Does that sound like them? Yeah. Is there a lobster? Is there a live lobster in that studio? Uh, I'll tell you what, there's going to be some dead lobsters tomorrow when we go to town on some crustaceans. Ew, somebody emailed and said, you know, it'll make you feel better knowing that lobsters are come from the cockroach family. Listen, <laughs> I don't right. care about any of that crap. When people say there's dust mites and bacteria and your steering wheel's dirtier than a toilet seat, I gave up caring about all that bull dookie a long time ago. Mm. Give me the stuff that tastes good. I I'm hear you. I hear you. I'm okay. going to their menu right now. You're going to get a oh. lobster? I'm think... looking. Oh, live main lobster. No, I don't like see the if... live part. Pound and a quarter. No. Pound and a quarter. Hey, see if, uh, see, see if, uh, see what their <laughs> specials are tomorrow. They have when they have daily specials. Okay. I'll look that up. All right. Well, Rocco's on that. Do you want to, uh, hey, 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 what? hang on. Uh, we're talking about our Red Lobster lunch tomorrow with our big boss. It's a big deal. And for those of you who have worked in a building, imagine your boss elbows his or her way into your lunch, but offers oh, to pay. Wednesday's Steak and Lobster Wednesday. Come on, baby. Twenty ninety nine. I'll just do the all-you-can-eat shrimp. We got to do the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. What about, do you think they have lobster bisque soup? Because that's my favorite soup. <laughs> I hope so. Don't you, though? Hi, everybody. Welcome to what we're having for lunch tomorrow. Ultimate endless <laughs> shrimp. Oh, Donna, that's you. And then the Ooh. sea monster's going to be there just sucking crab meat out of a <laughs> shell. I'm bringing my all-you-can-eat buffet pants and my flabalage. <laughs> <laughs> Will she order? Yes. The flabalage? Yes. By the way, if you're just new to the show, Donna refers to a fold of skin... As the flabalage. Some ladies of a certain age will know what I'm talking about. Like at the bottom of your belly. The mumpa or whatever It just call decided it. Oh, to yeah. go. What? You know how a sunflower bows its head? You know? <laughs> it just goes, you know what? I, I got no more left. And it just pieces out. When will the sun rise down. again? <laughs> Who knows? I don't think you can ever get it back. Oh, a sunflower bows its head. That is really accurate, though. That's Thank a good Because I yeah. have that same thing. I know that feeling. But yours will bounce back. Mm-hmm. Mine is muscle loss. Yeah. It will never come back. Something about elasticity at some point. It's like a mm-hmm. pair of socks. It gives you so many wears, and then we're like, you know what? Yeah. You can pull us up to your knee if you want yeah. to, but just so you know, within three minutes, we're going to be draped around your ankle. Right. Like, who needs a bra when you can wear a belt? Thank you. <laughs> wow. Studies have shown that... Med- studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey, Rocco, did you want to say something about uh, Rock's Red Lobster? Oh, I was just looking up the various menu items. I wondered if you were going to get the... Uh, Blah, was- special? <laughs> yeah. Well, when you order the sh- end- ultimate endless shrimp, mm-hmm. you can get... Um, the garlic shrimp scampi with lemon, or the parrot isle jumbo coconut shrimp with pina colada sauce. Oh, or, oh, is that how she like drinks? Yeah, <laughs> Donna, stop drinking the pina colada sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can turn pink from eating too much shrimp? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. That I don't think that's how mercury poisoning works. Okay. You thinking of carrots and sweet potatoes, and the baby's nose turns orange? Yeah. 
Listen, we won't know until we go to town. Do we turn it into an actual eating competition tomorrow with the sea monster present and say, we all got this endless basket of shrimp? I don't want to see the sea monster with a bib on. He's going to wear a bib. (laughs) He seems like a bib kind of guy. Everybody is completely disarmed when you put on one of those bibs. I think I've seen him tuck his tie into his dress shirt. You know how you can just sort of like, excuse me? Like the little exit like through hatch. the hole, like the I think so. Yeah, between buttons. He's a he's a he is a, a well established, uh, well respected businessman. He's an executive. D word. He knows how to. He is the one guy who has a clue how to do this lunch tomorrow. Whatever he does, we do. So if he bibs, we bib up. <laughs> okay. You understand? <laughs> okay. Let's see what kind of car he's driving tomorrow. Also, just so we don't have to deal with this tomorrow. I'm not, we're not carpooling. I'm not driving with you. Why? I'm not driving you because I just want to hit the road after. Fine. I know our big boss doesn't like to carpool. You know why? No. He I likes to take that. that time to call his wife. Oh. One well, time I was cute. like, oh, hey, you're going to that thing at the thing. I'll ride with you. He's like, oh, oh sorry, God. dude. I like to, I like to take that driving time and call the wife. That's sweet. That's yeah. really nice. I have said that kind of thing too before to not have to drive with people. <laughs> I mean, you got the Roccos yeah, of the world. Right. Hey, you want me to uh, go with you? Yeah, I'll come. Rocco, we yes. literally asked Steve for a ride that was like, I don't know, two blocks down the street. <laughs> yes. And it was freezing cold out. We were at the Ronald McDonald house over by the U. Mm-hmm. He would not give us a ride until we had to strong arm him into it. And we were like, we're coming in. We're getting in this car. I don't care if there's Cheerios all over the place, which, by the way, there were. <laughs> what if he has, like, weird things in the backseat, like a pickaxe and a shovel? <laughs> Rope. Canvas. Masking tape. Burlap sacks. <laughs> these crazy kids. The toys have changed these days. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this— all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, you know funny. what? I'll tell you what. What You know what happened at the end of that? I drive these two mouth-breathing maniacs over to wherever they oh, I don't, strategically didn't park. Yeah. And then Ryan, go ahead, what did he do? Former producer Ryan Perpich, and excuse my French, he passed gas right as he left the car. <laughs> loudly in the car. And I thought, I'm done with this. <laughs> but why do I have to be like 
punished for his actions. That's collateral damage, my friend. <sighs> Damn it. Do I have time for my study? <laughs> yeah, make it good. All right, make so um, there was a study that was done in the UK. It was a, a used car website, and they commissioned this study that looked into which types of drivers are more likely to be psychopaths. Okay. You know, grant money. They asked people about their car, had them take a 12-question te- uh, test to gauge how many psychopathic tendencies they have. What they found was... BMW drivers are more likely to be psychos than anyone else. Wow. Followed by Audi owners, then Fiat, Mazda, and Honda drivers. Um, gold is the number one car color for people with those tendencies. Oh, you got to be careful. People with fully electric cars um, showed the most signs of psychopathic behavior. Ooh. Hybrid drivers also ranked high. Then diesel engines. Hmm. Uh, having a vanity plate could also be a sign. People sure. with personalized plates scored more than twice as high on the test as people with normal plates. So there you go. Just eyeball your neighbor's cars and make a mental note. Thank you. When we return, it is the return of the Don and Steve read-along. Hashtag it's not a book club. The Katie Couric book going there. How far are we next? <laughs> How do you say that in Korean? Oh, I'm going to look it up. You should. Yeah, can we get a pronunciation uh, translation on Ding Dang Diggly Doo? <laughs> Can't you do anything on your phone these days? Yeah. Just go Korean translation for Ding Dang Diggly Doo. Honest to goodness, it might already be Korean. We don't even know. Where did <laughs> oh. Ding Dang Diggly Doo even start? Oh my gosh, now these I got to go down that rabbit hole. To me. Hmm. Uh, hey, by the way. My Talk 1071's 14th Annual Santa Project to benefit Ronald McDonald House Charities is kicking off. You can bring a toy or a gift to Hero Home Services in Bloomington during the Colleen and Bradley broadcast. Taking place Wednesday, December 1st. My Talk's going to get them to the kids and families at the Ronald McDonald House in time for the holidays. Yes. More details, mytalk1071.com. Keyword, Santa. Santa. Wow, could you kill the music, Rocco? Um... <laughs> Do you have the uh, ding no, dang do pronunciation? Uh, I'm going to look it up some more. There was oh, some gosh. talk of, you know, uh, Kid Rocks and Dig Dang Diggy Daggy. Yeah, oh, Bob with the Bob. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the song that Donna walked down the aisle to. Yes. <laughs> Woo, that's my, what do you call it? My walkout my song. My name is Kid. <laughs> it's so funny. I remember walking in my neighborhood and I had that song on. Oh. And there was just a nice elderly man walking in the opposite direction. And I was like, Hello, good morning. And meanwhile, in my ears, it's like, uh, you know, Kid Rock screaming. With bar, the, yeah. Totally. I'm like, Hello, good morning. Mm. Any who's all, uh, how far? Ding comes from the Middle English, dingin', to mm. ding, to beat, to strike. If you could speak any language fluently Spanish. at the snap of a finger. Spanish or Italian. Why? Well, first of all, I think Spanish is the most useful. For our purposes, you're probably right. Yeah. I, globally, I, I would go Mandarin. I believe that's globally the most spoken language. Is it? Besides, beside English. I believe. I don't know if that's yeah, right. Now, why do you just make things up? How far are you in this book? Oh, that's right. The Katie Couric, uh, Katie Couric book. I think I'm on page 270. Oh, so wait a minute. You're behind me. Yeah, I'm behind you. <clears throat> I'm on page 308, and I don't remember 
I don't remember this subject matter that you wanted to bring up today. Oh, um, it it must have had an impact on you. And I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I want to see if I can pull up the exact quote because I don't have the book here. The name of the book, by the way, is called Going There. It's Katie Couric's autobiography. Yes. Uh, and it, it, we've both, I think, really enjoyed this yeah, book. Yeah, I do like it. Um, it's fun. It, it it reads pretty quick. And I feel like she gives us tidbits of things that we want to know. I want to know about her dating. I wanted to know about what happened with, you know, her husband's illness and how that affected her and her family. And just, you know, I wanted to know about Matt Lauer and I wanted to know about... What happened when she went to anchor the CBS Evening News? This came out a few weeks ago, I guess, the story, but I didn't see it. But I, th- I found it interesting as I was reading it last night. So uh, Katie Kirk was talking about doing an interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. yeah. And I think there's maybe a teachable moment or a lesson that I can learn in this. Oh, and so mm-hmm. maybe we all can, too. I remember the interview. So uh, she had spoken with Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh, this was in 2016, mm-hmm. and Katie Kirk asked RBG about her thoughts on Colin Kaepernick kneeling yes. during the national anthem. And she initially, Kirk only included Ginsburg Colin Kaepernick's kneeling both dumb and disrespectful. This was in a 2016 interview that she did for Yahoo <clears throat> News. But anyway, in the book, she expands the whole quote. And by the way, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's team calls her mm-hmm. and says, hey, she was, she said something she shouldn't have. Essentially, she didn't mean it the way it came out. Can we please lose that from the interview? So then Katie feels really conflicted, conflicted and is trying to figure out what should I do with this? Do I include it? Am I knowing this is a blind spot for her and don't take her to task right. on it? Then she goes on to say, by the end of that chapter, which I thought was um, fair of her, what if it was uh, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, right. who is conservative? Right. Would I offer him the same courtesy, or right. would it be the bang, got him sort of shot? Right. And so you see inside of this, and she she addressed there like, look, even as a, um, there is no unbiased journalism, folks. There's not, as long as human beings are doing it, that's the... That is the the goal, I think, right, is let's be unbiased. But if you have a person who has ideas and who has beliefs and has life experience, it ain't going to be fully unbiased. It's just not. You can live in that sort of euphoria if you want to, but that's not the reality, right? Right. People, it's even in the phrases that you choose as you write a story. Right. It's in the terms that you use to describe something. All of this bias sort of comes out of us. So she talked about that, but she included the full quote in the book of what, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, which I'll I'll read it to you here as written. Um, This is again, Ruth Bader Ginsburg answering a question from Katie Couric in a 2016 interview about her thoughts on Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. She said, it's contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and their grandparents to live a decent life, which they probably could not have lived in the places they came from. As they become older, they realize that this was a youthful folly. And that's why education is important. That was how Ruth Bader Ginsburg sort of framed it. Framed the uh, it's dumb and disrespectful was her answer. But here's what I thought, and tell me if I'm thinking of this in the wrong way. And Katie Kirk alludes to this. 
you would think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you would think of her being in support of, of what Colin Kaepernick Absolutely. did. As she fought for equality in a whole Absolutely. bunch of different ways. Um, however, she did not. According to that quote, right. she she did not support that. And then her team comes in and says, hey, don't put that in there. But they're just trying to do PR cover-up. They're not saying, oh my gosh, it was opposite day and we forgot to tell her. She doesn't believe that at all. Right. And so I just thought, it's a in this day and age, especially as we live in, obviously, a politically divided time. Yes. And I mean, goodness, mention anything about the pandemic. And you've got people that just suddenly hate each other on mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. I thought... It's a good time to remember that there might be more that you have in common with the person that disagrees with you on an important topic. Like you might think, well, wait, there's I, I love RBG. We love RBG. Right. Give me the shirt with RBG. But then if you read that like I did in the book and you think, oh, wow, I would not have expected that from her. It just showed me like we have to remember when we disagree with people that there's a lot that we would agree with them. Absolutely. So about. she's and just because exactly they disagree doesn't saying. mean that they are. A monster. She didn't like his approach during the national anthem. To she didn't appreciate the approach. It seemed disrespectful, but I'm sure she agrees with him fundamentally on what he's what his point is. Right. She just doesn't like that action. Yes. But nobody's going to be picking that apart. They're going to hear it for what it is at face value of how she said it. Yes, and. But see, the, I think the, the interesting thing there is probably on that topic, on that debate, we only ever hear the isolated, uh, polarized voices. Yes. But a lot of people who probably had a different take, by the way, on that, take Colin Kaepernick kneeling or take take any other hot button issue. Newsflash, people, I don't think, are as hateful as we think the person who views a topic differently than we right. are. We just think, oh, and then we write a script about them. Mm-hmm. But... You know, with some people, you would give them grace, yes. RBG. With other people, like Drew Brees, I forget Drew Brees' quote, uh, but he was against players kneeling, and he got crushed by yeah. his fellow athletes yeah. almost immediately. Now, he's since recovered. He's yeah. working in a broadcast booth. But, you know, it's kind of like we give some people the benefit of the doubt, and, and others, others we yeah. don't, even if they're actually it's very maybe hypocritical, saying yeah. the same thing exactly you know what i mean but completely different yeah there she's she runs into this katie couric if you're just joining us we're talking about her book going there and and some of the things that you know some of our takeaways she also runs into that with there was a school shooting was there something in philadelphia i can't i can't remember it It was pennsylvania okay not columbine because she talks about columbine as well it was something that happened in Pennsylvania, and she okay. thought, hey, I, we could be there in two hours. Let me do my nightly news from there. Okay, yeah. And they ended up not doing that, and I think NBC did or somebody else did. Mm. And so she wanted to get somebody, a parent that she had interviewed in the past who had lost a child in a school shooting mm. and wanted him to send a video of his feelings on what it's like to have gone through that. Well, unbeknownst to them, with 10 minutes before the broadcast, this gentleman turned it into a a creation Mm. 
versus evolution not being taught, you know, and how schools are teaching evolution and something just, different than what they thought they were getting. They, he didn't even talk about the school shootings. He just talked about what oh, was geez. being taught. And, and they were like, oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? Because mm. she had a segment on her show called Free Speech, I think. Oh, oh, OK, sure. And. They didn't know what to do because this guy just went on a complete rant that had nothing to do with what they wanted, but that's what he offered. And she struggled with whether or not to air it. And they aired it. Mm-hmm. And people just went nuts. Sure. You know, people were, you know, sending emails and making phone calls. How dare you let that man come on and say, you know, yeah. So that's got to be a daily struggle in trying to be. Yeah. Objective. Yeah, it's, that's tough. That takes that takes practice and a lot of intentionality. Also, we're out of time, but she turned down five extra million dollars to stay. She could have stayed with the Today Show. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they would have taken her from fifteen million yeah. per year to twenty million. And she said no, just to make history and to go to CBS Evening News to be the first solo female anchor right. of an evening news broadcast national. And she decided to do that. And I credit anyone who can walk. I don't care how much money you have. Five million is five million dollars. It's a lot of money. And she said uh, no to that. I'll keep reading. I wonder if she looks back happy that she did that mm. or not. You'll so, find out. More to be read. Um, anyway, it's an interesting book. Going There is the name of the book by Katie Kirk. What should we do when oh, we come back? I love that question. Uh, George Clooney realized something after his motorcycle accident. I'd love to talk about that. And... Bradley Cooper was held at knife point in the New York City subway a couple years ago, but he's talking about it now. Let's hit those two stories when we come back in the final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 107.1. Listen to rewards for the month of November. They gone starting tomorrow, so go get them today. Enter to win tickets to the Holiday Boutique or tickets to Dancing with the Stars live at the Mystic Showroom, plus a holiday staycation at Intercontinental MSP. Advanced movie screening passes to being the Ricardos. Everything up for grabs can be found on our app or at mytalk1071.com. Hey, thanks, Steve. You're welcome, That was beautiful. It's like almost professional. I've been getting a lot of compliments about my voice. A lot? Or like one person? No one has said anything yet. Your son? No, he finds it annoying as he gets older. How old is he? Nine. Mm. They're going to be moving out soon. I will say I did notice they weren't as excited about the Christmas village that I set up. <laughs> and I was sort of expecting a little bit you got to get a reaction. train, like a choo-choo train. Yeah, that's what my dad said. Too. That's what will excite them. Now you know what to get them this year. You're you know, uh, B. Arthur just came in. Yeah. Immediately talked about my beard. Rocco, are you going to say anything about it, or am I? I barely have your... been in the same room as you. Yeah, you, you know, I come and sit in my own little corner over here. Yeah, um, it looks pretty sweet. I'm going to dye it. Your turn, Rocco. I'm going to dye the beard. When you might have to wait till it comes in first, but okay. See, now that's that sort of lewd hate speech <laughs> is why I'm dying it because I have so much hair on my face, but it's a light brown. And when I just accentuate what's there, I'm not getting plugs. When I just color what's already there, you guys are going to lose your minds. Oh, so what you're saying is your beard your beard kind of comes in in a different color than your hair color? That is totally correct. 
It comes in light brown, red, and gray instead of dark brown, like my hair. When I just, I'm going to do a medium brown, and you're going to see me tomorrow at the power lunch. Oh, no. I would suggest any nips and tucks get done before tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, Steve, thanks. Thanks for the update on your facial hair. (laughs) People were on the edge of their seat. I don't have much anymore. (laughs) TV was the most interesting part of me. Now it's gone. Whose fault is that? Donna! What? I have a story about George Clooney, and it makes me sad. This is, like, sad. Remember when he almost died in that motorcycle crash in, I guess it was, like, 2018? Do you remember that? He was, like, in Italy, I think. Yes, yes. Well, when he was lying on the ground waiting to, I don't know, kick the bucket, he noticed that people were filming him. Oh, man. Could you imagine? He says, you know, if you're in the public eye... What you realize when you're on the ground thinking it's the last minute of your life is that for some people, it's just going to be entertainment for their Facebook page. Mm. Isn't that mm. so sad? Yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm a pretty positive guy, but that told me clearly that you really are just here for their entertainment. He said he would love to find those people and shake them. Um. Mm for caring more about likes than somebody's life. That makes yeah. me sad. Yeah, that's like you sad. need to like throw all that out the window when somebody is like in trouble. Thank you. And finally, I wanted to tell you this story about Bradley Cooper. I'm just going to move on because I, I don't a, know what to do with that. That's a that's tough. <laughs> I mean, that's it's and terrible that he has that memory of the social media life in which we live yeah. right now and it's Clooney and he's famous. By the way, even if he's not Clooney, like people, it's more if it's Clooney, but people record everything all the time, and it's like, guys, yeah. this is maybe we shouldn't be watching this. By the way, I'll tell you what Tiger Woods just said to the media after your Bradley Cooper story because okay. he's addressing the media today. Let me just um, so he was doing a podcast. Bradley Cooper was, and he was telling a story. Uh, uh, he was on Dak Shepard's uh, Armchair Expert. And he was in the New York City subway. And Rocco, do you have the clip ready? I'll just let Bradley tell the story. Um, no. Bradley Cooper. I'll look it up. Here it comes. Look it up, yeah. I'm looking up. Under showbiz, yeah. Found it, yeah. Knife point. Oh, did I, did I give it away now? <laughs> sort of. Okay, bye. Ready? Yeah. Yep. I used to walk around New York City all the time with these on. Uh-huh. And this is pre-pandemic. And I was on the subway and I got held up at knife point. When? The October before the March pandemic hit. I felt somebody coming up and I thought, oh, they want to take a photo or something. And then I like (laughs) turn and I look down and I see a knife. Like I had gotten way, way too comfortable. Now I have my headphones on the whole time, so I can't hear anything. I'm just listening to music. So I look up, I see the person's eyes and I'm, I'm like taken by how young they are. And I go like that, lifted your elbow, and just start booking. Jumped over the turnstile, hit around the white tiled uh, foyer entrance to the subway. Took my phone out. He jumped over, running away, and I took a photo of him. And then I chased him up the stairs. He started running up Seventh Avenue. I took two more photographs of him. I ran down two police officers in SUV. Showed them the the photograph, and then I got back on the subway and picked up my daughter. Like it was crazy. Wow, stars—they're just like us. That is crazy. Yikes. 
that that happened because in New York City nobody nobody's looking at you and going hey is that Bradley Cooper that people mm-hmm. are just like I straight ahead I got to get yeah. to my destination I don't care I can rob that guy yeah exactly so nice, wow man. just that story just jumped out at me this morning so um here's a little bit of Tiger Woods now uh talking so he's doing press today ahead of this event he's in the Bahamas essentially he's not saying anything he's refusing to speak about the car crash oh um, can we hear a little bit of Tiger Woods? I haven't listened to this yet, but oh. this should be a bunch of non-talking Tiger. Horrifying and scary, uh, and I have a follow-up to that. Yeah, all those answers have been been answered in the investigation, so we can read about all that there in the post report. And can you speak about what some of the most uh, difficult moments were for these in these last ten or eleven months for you? I mean, you. you, you skimmed on it a little bit but were there what, what were some of the times that were most difficult well i think that it's just laying there I'm laying still and i've been i i was in the hospital for only three weeks but i was in a hospital bed for three months so that in itself is difficult um being assisted everywhere i go um not being able to, to move anywhere uh as i said just looking forward to just getting outside you know Eventually, I got to a point where they could wheelchair me outside safely, and I could feel the sun. Wow. And that was like a, that was a milestone. You know, it's little things like that that added up. And then eventually, when I started crutching around the house, I'd never, you know, I, <laughs> I built a really nice house, but I didn't realize how big it was until you started putting crutches on. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, there were times where I had to take breaks, but I tell you what, though. There's a point in time where my triceps got pretty jacked. So that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, all right. Oh, Stop like right Steve there. Fun. Yeah. Bro, I'm oh, thinking about working crutches in into video. my routine now. Yeah. But there he is. He's not talking, which makes you think where they're like criminal things that they're like, hey, shh. You can't say report? anything about that. I don't Because know. you're going to incriminate yourself. And Yeah, yeah. Because you know? otherwise you would just think, oh my gosh, it was crazy. Like I woke up and the car was overturned. I, I remember none of this. I was clean that morning, clean that up before. I don't know what happened. I, I, I know this know. is going to sound crazy because I'm no Tiger Woods. But you know what it's like living in a big house. No, no. Oh. I know what it's like to be in a bed for three months. Yes, that's and right. And not see the sun and hardly see anybody. So that's, it, you know, and he's got responsibilities, got kids. That had to be extremely difficult for him. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he'll write another book. Never know. Never know what's going to come next. Uh, we know what is coming next. We do, not, not for Tiger Woods, but no. for this radio station. It is the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, they will be coming in next. We've got LoJ in after that. What, uh, oh, what a what day. It's Red Lobster Lunch Eve for the Don and Steve experience. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Uh, meanwhile, Cobra. Bye. Good night, everybody.